Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh, lolly, 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 lollipop, 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 Afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiceness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colac and District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. Hello, Max. Hello. How's it going? Good. How's your week? Yeah, pretty good. Did it melt in the heat? Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> It's it's weeks like these that I uh, wish I had a swimming pool. <laughs> there was lots of, oh, it's the end of school. I might go and have a quick cold shower before I go and do the next thing that I have to do because I overheat at the best of times. It felt like winter ate summer <laughs> and then regurgitated up all of a sudden. But, yeah, it's been a, it's a been strange weather week. Um, I didn't really adjust. <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, nothing much. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> much. We're almost at the end of November. Crazy times. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got quite a jam-packed show today to get through. Uh, regular listeners of the show will be looking at today's topic and going, Hey, you've done that before. But wait, there's more, so don't stress. Uh, to start off, though, let's check out what's in the Unbox. Whitey hoity Max. Now, uh, remind our listeners what country we're in with our Unbox this month. We're in Russia. Russia. So we were looking at... Uh, ballerinas of the Russian and fairy tales and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we are up to having what snack this week? Boiled milk and chocolate cake. Boiled milk and chocolate cake, okay, yeah. And white chocolate and hazelnut cream wafer. So we're obviously not boiling the milk in the studio. That's been done for us. <laughs> uh, boiled milk and chocolate cake. So, are you looking at this particular yum in front of you there, Max? Mm-hmm. You are apparently locking eyes with a Russian icon. Can you tell me what is uh, on the packaging there? It's a child. <laughs> it's a very familiar face child. That is, it is the Alyonka. Where have you seen that face before? I don't know. <laughs> oh, really? It's a it's a popular Russian girl's name. It's the country's most famous face. You'll see it on a lot of uh, a particular type of toy, maybe. Um, baby, toy babies. Yeah, they do get smaller and smaller and bigger and bigger and smaller. Thinking something inside, something else. 
Okay, well, I'll give you some more clues as we go on. So, uh, the Alyonka is the country's most famous face since it was first crafted in Moscow's Red October factory in 1966. Since then, several local ladies have claimed to be the inspiration behind the little girl on the wrapper, though the company insists she's not based on a real person. The famous chocolate, which is the exact same recipe as it was back in 1966, coats a rich wafer cake filled with another local favor, flavor, I should say. The Now, I'm going to trip over my tongue trying to pronounce this. Jushyonka. So it's a creamy caramel made by boiling sweetened condensed milk. There's surely no better way to show your Russian sweet side than this particular boiled milk and chocolate cake treat. But, uh, yeah, that, that face adorns the Russian babushka dolls. Oh. You know, the one that you take the lid off and there's another little one inside and then another little oh, one? Yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, uh, inside, we should have a bit of a salty, savoury, scrumptious treat. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like? It is like a cake covered in chocolate. <laughs> We don't often do that with, um... Break a piece. I'll yeah, try and break a piece off there. Oh, it is crumbly. Very crumbly. Um, so, yeah, it is literally like a creamy caramel centre. Mine's just falling apart. It's, <laughs> it's like a, um, a tea cake or a Jaffa cake, perhaps. Mm. So it's got a very soft, fluffy centre. Then a chocolate coating on the outside. Mm-hmm. Are you getting any of the boiled caramel centre? A little bit. For me, though, it's a very rich chocolate taste that is kind of overpowering the the rest of the cake. Mm. Could be because I've got the end that mainly has just chocolate on the outside, but... Yeah, it's not a sweet chocolate. It's a, a very, very cocoa-y chocolate. Yeah. It's bordering towards being dark chocolate almost, taste-wise. Uh-huh. Um, the cake, though, does melt in your mouth. It's really, really fluffy. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts? The chocolate just overpowers the cake. Mm. It just tastes like mouthful of <laughs> chocolate, basically. <laughs> yeah. Which, considering that boiled sweet and condensed milk centre, I was really looking forward to that. <laughs> but, yeah, it kind of disappears, and it's just like... Eating a mouthful of chocolate, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, out of two thumbs, what have we got? One thumb up. One thumb out of two, okay. Uh, what were we moving on to after that? The hazelnut cream. Was that the yayo? Yes, okay. So, this is apparently a fairy tale treat. Mm-hmm. Its name is Ordinary Miracle, which is based on a Russian fable where a wizard transforms a man into a bear who then falls in love with a princess. Have you heard this story? No. I'm sure Disney will take hold of it. Um, but even that isn't as fantastic as what the yum is actually inspired because that tiny crispy wafer is filled with hazelnut and white chocolate cream. And so the yum box claims it is more incredible than a bear princess love story. I'm trying to think. What's Brave? Was that Pixar? Mm. Disney. That was about... No, that was a princess that turns into a bear. That was princess's mum that turns into a bear. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. 
there's, there's another fairy tale that Disney can turn into a movie. Uh, so it's got, you're just peeling back there, the uh, aluminium outer layer. <laughs> and this is what I'm thinking of when I hear wafer. There we go. Okay, maybe this is what I was thinking of. So these look like the pillow chocolates. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of wafer base and then the top, like a, a straight flat wafer base, but then two wafer kind of mountains. They look like um, what ice cream cones are made of. Mm, the wafer, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, then inside, white chocolate hazelnut cream. Mm -hmm. Definitely. <laughs> Does it taste better than a fairy tale? So if you think of, I think they're called Tina wafers here in Australia, which are the wafers that have a, a, a cream-filled centre. Um, these are long and thin, but um, they've got the same kind of dome shape that any of your Cadbury favourites have, like the Caramello centre and stuff like that. So it kind of looks like a wafer version of a... a flavour-filled caramel chocolate block. Yeah. Mm. Thumbs up, thumbs down? One and a half thumbs up. One and a half <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> Still not quite on the two, but it was pretty dang good. Mm -hmm. Okie dokie then. Well, we will... We've got time. Yeah, we'll do a bit of trivia. So yeah. Max has got the Yumbox trivia to pit uh, my wits. What have we got first up? Russia is thoroughly the same size as... A. Africa, B. The Moon, C. The Pacific Ocean, or D. Pluto. Ooh, Russia takes up a lot of space. For because it's the only flat ground, I'll say Africa. But maybe it's bigger. Is it Africa? No. It's not. <laughs> wow! So it's even bigger than Africa. Okay, what is it? It is Pluto. Whoa! Yeah. It's <laughs> the largest country in the world. It most definitely is the largest country. I just didn't realise how large. That's incredible. Yeah. I thought it took up, yeah, the African continent space, but man, that's amazing. <laughs> Number two. To keep milk fresh before refrigerators were invented, Russians would A. Bury it in the ground. B. Drop frogs in it. C. Mix it with vinegar. Or D. Sprinkle it with onion peels. Ugh. There's three options there that is tainting the flavour of the milk, if you ask me. Putting frogs in it, or onion peels, or vinegar. Vinegar would separate the milk, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, but I do know uh, an old trick that we do with scouts is that you put it into... Um, a stream or so you're basically burying it I guess so if you bury it it's in the cool earth I'll say bury it no ah, no so they're going to put something in the milk mm -hmm. which one it's B drop frogs in oh, it oh no yuck oh really uh. okay <laughs> does it say why they did that or it just says that's what they did. It says, turns out the Russian, the 
Skin of the Russian brown frog has antibiotic properties just as effective as pres prescription meds. Prescription medication. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the frog does actually cool the milk down. Yeah. Oh, I still... Nah. <laughs> nah. It's bad enough drinking the milk, let alone having something floating in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's next? St. Peterburg. St. Peterburg's world famous Hermitage, Hermitage Museum is guarded by A. Active members of the military B. Girl Scouts C. The world's most advanced security system or D. 74 cats <laughs> They were sounding pretty logical but then again, I went logical with the last one, and that was incorrect. So, uh, I want to say some some form of actual security, like the military. But it's probably going to be something like cats, isn't it? <laughs> uh, okay, I'll say the military. Wrong. What is it? It was the cats. It is the cats. Ah, oh, <laughs> dang, nabbit. See, I should just go out on a limb and say the dumb one. How um, many? How many cats? 74. Okay. Yep, that makes perfect sense. If you want some heritage-listed place guarded, send in the cats. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they choose that? Um, that the cats now have their own press secretary. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know there was a country that elected a cat mayor once. Oh. But uh, there you go. <laughs> I think we've got time for one more trivia question. Yep. Which of the following is a is a traditional Russian meal? Mm -hmm. A. Cold pork butt jelly. V. Vodka soup. C. Burnt cabbage. D. Raw duck eggs. Oh, grief! All of them don't sound all that appetising. Russians are known for creating vodka, but would they put it as a soup? I don't know. Pork, cold pork. Was it cold pork jelly? Yeah. Uh, I'll go with that one. You're correct. Hey! <laughs> well, hopefully they don't eat all those other things too. <laughs> they, um, boil it, boil the, um, pork, pork yep. steel on the bone for eight hours. Well, up to eight hours. There you go. Yeah. I'm, yeah, not not so crash hot on the uh, Russian delicacies, but uh, yeah. we will revisit a bit more of Russia next week in the Unbox. For now, we'll take a quick break. I'll be back to share this week's topic. It is time for us to take a look at this week's topic, and uh, it is one that we have spoken about on the show before, Max. We haven't done it on the podcast version of Afternoon Delight before, mm -hmm. but uh, what are we looking at? Chopper chops. Chopper chops. Now, what are chopper chops? They're lollipops. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, they are lollipops, yeah. So, they're a Spanish brand, 
um, that are sold in over 150 different countries around the world. And it was founded in 1958 by Enrique Bernat, and it's currently owned by the Italian-Dutch multinational corporation of Perfetti van Mel. Um, do you remember what chapa-chup means? It's a Spanish word. Chapa means to think about what you do with a lollipop. Suck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so they literally translate to suck sucks. <laughs> so in the early 1950s, Enrique Manette worked for an apple jam factory called Granja Asturias. After he broached the idea of making lollipops, the investors left. So instead, he took over the company and renamed it Chupa Chup. He built the production machine and sold striped bonbons on a wooden stick for one peseta each. So that's the um, currency of Spain back then. They, they, they don't think they have that anymore. They might be... Oh, they might be euros. I don't know. But uh, anyway, shopkeepers are instructed to place the Chupa Chups near the cash register within the reach of children's hands instead of the usual place behind the counter because if kids could reach for them, they would nag their parents. <laughs> so this man was very clever. Um, Chupa Chups became a huge success. Within five years, they were being sold at over 300,000 outlets. <laughs> it's not bad for a little Spanish uh, product. When it was first created, they were, sticks were made out of wood, but then they switched to plastic sticks because it was cheaper. After the end of Franquist Spain, the self-funded company went international. In the 1970s, the lollipops appeared around Japan and Southeast Asia, making it all the way here to Australia. Then in the 1980s, they expanded across Europe and North America, and in the 1990s, um, pretty much all over the world. Uh, in China, they were manufactured by a different company, Tata Gum, but as of 2003, 4 billion lollipops a year are sold across 150 different countries. Mm -hmm. um, they've got about 2,000 employees, and they make about 90% of their sale out of Spain, funnily enough. Um, in 1991, Bernat passed formal control of the company to his son, Xavier, who is... Um, who continued the reign until July 2006, before, as we said, the company was acquired by the Italian group Perfetti Van Mele. Um, fun fact, something that we mentioned last time we talked about Chubba Chups, is the very distinctive logo. Now, when you have a look at the logo, Max, do you want to describe kind of what it looks like? It's like, it looks like an explosion. Yeah, something. kind of an explosion. And yeah. some pretty fancy writing. Mm -hmm. The person that designed that logo is a famous artist by the name of Salvador Dali. Now, I'm not sure if you've heard of him before, but you've probably seen some of his work. So he's very famous for his um, kind of pencil-thin moustache and his surrealist paintings. So have you ever seen the um, painting of the melting clocks? out in a desert where the clocks are kind of melting over the rocks no. no that's probably his most famous one but he's known for some very bizarre uh, and as I say surrealist painting um, lots of different stuff landscape near Figueres is one of his the basket of bread is another but um, yeah he he was quite outlandish as a um 
as an artist, but he was good friends with the creators of Chubba Chups. They were looking for a logo, and so he designed it, and the first marketing campaign had as Redondo Il Duro Macho Chubba Chups, which translates as, it's round and long-lasting. <laughs> what an exciting slogan. He was also clever enough to um, say that the logo should go on top of the wrapper, not on the side, because when you were displaying the lollipop, that meant that the logo was always going to be seen. So, a lot of, you know, clever stuff going into the behind-the-scenes ideas of Chubba Chups. Yeah. And that's probably why it, you know, rated so well. Um, Chubba Chups have had lots of celebrity endorsement over the years. Um, celebrities like Madonna um, were used to promote them. In the 1980s, owing to falling birth rates, there was an anti-smoking slogan, Smoke Chubba Chups, trying to attract further adult consumers to stop them from smoking and instead, you know, put a lollipop in your mouth. <laughs> um, the anti-smoking slogan of Stop Smoking, Start Sucking had a kind of parody um, cigarette packet design to them. Chubba Chups then sponsored the 1992 game Zool with their logo featuring prominently around the Sweet World level. Mm-hmm. They were the first candy ever spent uh, sent to the Mir space station back in 1995. They've had a few, as I said, celebrity endorsements, one of them being the Spice Girls had a Chubba Chup range in the 1997s. I do believe I may have had one as a child. <laughs> Each um, Chubba Chup had a collectible Spice Girls sticker, a toy microphone and bubblegum packets that came with some temporary tattoos. Um, but there you go. There's... L- more than 50 different flavours of Chubba Chubs. They've got the classic, the ice cream and um, yoghurt flavours. They've got the filled lollipops, which are a ball lollipop, and then inside they have uh, Chubba Chub Magic, which is powdered, um, like kind of sherbet stuff, or bubblegum, frutella, chocolate, cotton bubblegum, big baboo. Uh, then they've got the two pops, sugar free, double XL, the crazy dips, melody whistle pops, which we've had on the show before. They do some seasonal ones as well for uh, Christmas and um, Halloween. Plus, they've also branched out into making Chubba Chup toys, um, like balloon cars, spinning faces, and totem marks markers. Sorry, and they have a range of Chubba Chup sparkling flavored drinks. Oh. So, of those different flavours, there are sugar-free varieties, and each is individually heat-sealed in the factory, and there's a very clever way to open a Chubba Chup. Lots of people try to pull it and rip it. All you have to do is pinch the twist, and then do a reverse twist of the stick, and it automatically opens up for you. (laughs) <laughs> I wish I knew that. Max is looking at me like, hey, what? Are you serious? Uh, yeah, it's it's true. <laughs> so either pulling straight down or doing a quick twist, that will open up the Chubba Chup for you oh. into, into the flat. <laughs> so in Australia, there are 20 different lollipop flavours, but there are more than 100 across the world. Um, most of them are suitable for vegetarians. 
Um, and some of them are halal or kosher certified as well. Um, but yeah, that's the basic chubba chub information. Today what we're going to be looking at is not the actual ball lollipops, which are the, um, you know, the most common. When you think of chubba chub, yeah. you think of a ball lollipop. Stick, ball on top. Yeah. Today we're looking at a couple of the other chubba chub branded items. The, the kind of lesser known brothers and sisters. So uh, we'll be putting those in the spotlight after this short break. But if you've got some Chubba Chub memories you want to share, feel free to do so. You can text in on 0439 329 713 or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Okie dokie, it is time on Afternoon Delight to kind of spotlight more than pit them head to head because they're things that we've never had before and I believe, or I believe, that you've never seen them either, Max. Yeah. So these apparently hit the market in 2018. Uh, they are called Chubba Chub Sour Bites. And they're not lollipops. Yeah. So everything else that Chubba Chups have are different versions of lollipops. They've got the funny faces, which are a flat-faced lollipop with plastic packaging on the outside so it looks like the lollipop has a face. Um, we've also got the Chubba Chub fizzy drink range here in the studio, but this is completely out of the box. Um, it's not lollipop shaped at all. So the packaging says, what is the color of sourness? Whatever it may be, Sour Bites got it. Soft and chewy bites covered in sour dust, ready to sparkle. And it's on the, the website <laughs> that they came out in 2018, but I've never seen them on a lolly shelf before today. Yeah. Well, this week. Um, so I'm assuming that they hit the news to celebrate 60 years of Chubba Chups back in 2018. Because it would have been roughly the same time that these came out. So they're each individually packaged in these little yellow um, foil-lined containers. Um, but what what do you know this is you're opening it up there, Max? As soon as I opened it up, I could smell sugar. <laughs> oh, that's a scary thought. Oh, wow. Okay, they're definitely not what I thought they were. I've just opened mine, and yeah, it's that... Oh, what is the word? <laughs> I can only say chemical. Yeah. <laughs> chemical smell of uh, processed sugar. They are tiny compared to what I thought they were going to be. If you think of sour straps, they've kind of got that consistency. Mm-hmm. So they're a jelly-based creation. You you can pull them apart. Are they individually... Um, they're just stuck onto each other. Okay. So they're individual jelly strips that are then combined to make kind of a short, square, flat strap thing. Yeah. It's almost like belt licorice, but it's coloured, and then it's got a coating on the outside, which I'm assuming is going to be kind of citric acid or something. Yeah. Uh, packaging tells me invert sugar, malic acid, citric acid. Yeah, so that's what's going to give it its kick. <laughs> You've pulled them all apart into individual flavours, and now you're chomping down on them. What's mm-hmm. your What's your thoughts? You can barely taste anything because they're so small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're not as sour as I thought they would be. They're pretty chewy, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you mean about the 
because it's only a light dusting of the citric acid, what happens if you put a few in your mouth? Like, if you'd put three or four in, is that what you've done? I just put three in. Mm -hmm. Did that give any flavour boostage? Yep. Tongue tingles or what's the go? No. Just really chemically flavours. Yep. I think it's a, a fruit-based gummy. Yeah, fruity flavours. Hmm. But that said, you've really got to chew them to, to get to the fruit flavour. Mm -hmm. The dusting itself doesn't really give that sour zest that you get from some other sour lollies. Yeah. Um, what are you rating these in the chapa chup bites? Considering they're not on a stick, <laughs> are they still chapa chup? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they are because they come from the chapa chup factory. If you just gave me one out of the packet, then I wouldn't have known. Wouldn't have known? Hmm. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah, we'll have a quick brief look at some of the other um, flavours just before we move on to the Chubba Chub fizzy range. Um, so the, the best of flavours, they have packs of best ofs, so they come in all your fruit flavours, so strawberry, grape, cola, watermelon, strawberries and cream, lemonade, raspberry or choco vanilla. Do you have a favourite out of those? Um, I like the strawberry and cream one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, their creamy flavours uh, have their own range again. Yeah. Um, that strawberry and cream, vanilla or choc vanilla. It's almost a going from, okay, this is the range, break it down to the top one of that. And then out of the top one of that, what's narrowing it down to your favourite, favourite flavour? Yeah. The uh, 2XLs are giant lollipops. So there's strawberry trio, cola trio, apple trio and tutti frutti which is a really big lollipop that has bubblegum inside it. Mm -hmm. So it's double layer of flavour. Uh, as I said about the, the faces before, they're pretty much just the, um, the basic plain lollipop. Mm -hmm. Flat stick yeah. with a face on the package. Mm -hmm. There's a bit of an indentation on the lollipop itself, but that doesn't normally match up with the packaging. <laughs> so you end up with a character sticking its tongue out on the lollipop but then a, a sad face, I don't know, on the package or something like that. Mm -hmm. So they come in cola, orange, strawberry and grape. Yep. And the one that we're going to put our um, laughing gear around now are the 3D fizzy drinks. So these come in packets of six lollipops. Mm -hmm. And we've got, they, they're shaped like the drink they're meant to taste like. Oh. So I'm holding up one in the studio here. That's got a yellow base and kind of a white foam at the top. What flavour do you think that might be, Max? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea? Okay, I'll let you hold on to it and then you can read in a sec. I'll hold up the second one then. So this has got kind of a brown base and a white fizzy top. I would say that's Coke. Yeah, definitely cola, cola yes. Um, had that one. There's one more flavour here. And <laughs> do I even? I'll let you say the 
prediction of what you think the flavour is, and then we'll guess what the colour is. Uh, orange? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's orange base, white top, so it is an orange fizzy drink. So... Like Fanta. Yeah, pretty much like Fanta. So there's three different flavours. Tropical was the one that you didn't guess, but um, mm. uh, tropical such a hard flavour to pick. I guess that's why they've gone with yellow. Yeah. But um, each... Tropical juice is normally yellow. Yeah, I guess so. But there's not really a, a plain tropical soft drink. Yeah. Tropical is always that yeah very mixed flavour. Did you want to pick one of those flavours? Because um, lollipops are going to be very hard to eat live on the show. But I is there the orange one? Go the orange one. Yeah. Okay. So while you're uh, unwrapping that, I'll let people know about the the fun inside stuff. So per 100 grams, you got 84 grams of sugar. As you'd expect, I guess, from a lollipop, it is majority sugar. Uh, Max is doing the sniff test. Can't smell anything. Can't smell anything. No. That's probably good for a lo lollipop, I guess. Yeah. But um, what do you think of the 3D quality? It's kind of squished, but yeah, the tops, like all the bubbles on the top, they're all bumpy. And, so yeah. it's, it's got kind of that 3D print look about it. Uh -huh. It's kind of dollhouse quality, I guess. Uh -huh. Okay, munch down on the. Uh, oop, did you <laughs> <get> right there. <laughs> okay, so cola, orange, or tropical? You've gone with the orange. Does it taste like soft drink? Tastes like Fanta. Wow, really? Yeah. Nailed it. Uh -huh. Does the um, foamy end have a flavour on its own? Or is it just the... That's not sour. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Maybe they have. <laughs> like the fizzy something. part. Yeah. So the bottom tastes just like a Fanta part. Yep. And the top's a little fizzy. Got a bit fizz. There you go. Yeah. So that is the uh, 3D fizzy drink range of Chubba Chups. Uh, we have talked about Melody Pops before on the show. Basically, they're like a... A slide whistle that you can mm -hmm. blow through the lollipop. Uh, Chubba Chups also have Sour Infernals, Skulls and the Chubba Chups Surprise um, has various different surprise flavours depending on what it's themed as. So at the moment there's a Spongebob Squarepants one which is Strawberry Surprise and um, yeah depending on which theme that will be the the flavour and the surprise that's inside. You get a little toy with it. It's similar to a Kinder Surprise, I guess. Yeah. Comes in a foil wrapper. <laughs> well, I'll let you finish off that there, Lollipop Max, and we'll post up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page uh, a couple of the Chubba Chup bites and fizzy drinks and stuff, but let us know if you've got any Chubba Chup memories you'd like to share. Uh, you can text in 0439 329 713 or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. We'll be back after this with our sweetest tune. We've just been uh, having a chat about all the different lollipop songs that are out there in the big wide world. Yeah. You've got things like the Good Ship Lollipop, a Shirley Temple classic. 
you're probably too young for Shirley Temple. <laughs> um, Sunshine Lollipop um, is a Leslie Gore tune. Mika had a hit with Lollipop in 2007. But we're going to travel all the way back to the 1950s and we're going to feature a song from the Cordettes. Um, there are so many different versions of this song, but I, I'm thinking the Cordettes is going to be the most um, recognisable. It was written by Julius Dixon and Beverly Ross, first recorded by Ronald and Ruby, and then the Cordettes recorded their version. Uh, apparently, this song came about by accident. Julius Dixon was late for a songwriting session, explained his daughter had gotten a lollipop stuck in her hair, and that had caused him to be late. So, <laughs> Beverly Ross was inspired by the word lollipop. She sat down at the piano and wrote the song. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if ever you're looking for uh, inspiration, maybe stick a lolly in your hair. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so this is from 1958. This is the Cordettes with their version of Lollipop. Can you make the, the pop sound? The <laughs> kind of. <laughs> that was the Cordettes with Lollipop on Afternoon Delight, our sweetest tune, which, uh, yeah, that gets used in our theme tune on the show. Uh-huh. Uh, let's take a very quick look at the Facebook page. Last week we were talking Bubble Bill. And uh, Bubble Bill caused quite a stir. <laughs> there were a lot of people that hadn't heard of Bubble Jill before. So uh, we introduced them to Bubble Jill. Uh, in particular, Stay said, Jill, where did she come from? What? I'm gobsmacked. <laughs> So she was uh, heading out to try one straight after the show last week. And the Tubbolo Bill. And the Tubbolo Bill as well, yes. Um, and we had uh, quite a few people who were fond of the old agro ice cream. Um, bought a few memories back for uh, Ben, Brad and Jason. Um, also this week there's been news from Alan's Lollies. Now we've talked about this before on the show. That uh, we've had... oh two different episodes about politically incorrect. So lollies that over the years, their original meanings being misinterpreted or they were started off as a brand that these days would be deemed either homophobic or racist or just out of touch with the general community. Two products that have been in the news over the last few years, kind of up and down, um, are Allen's lollies. And so Nestle and Allen's have been working through what to do. And so, as of next year, there will no longer be Redskins or Chicos. Instead, the products will be the same, the name will be different. You'll have to look for Red Rippers and Cheekies. So, uh, that's up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page with the media release to go with uh, the old Allen's Redskins and Chicos, which are no longer the... The last packs are on the shelf now. (laughs) So they will be phased out, and Cheekies and Red Rippers will be in their place. Mm -hmm. Still the same product, just a... Different name. Different name, basically. Yeah, to keep it PC. Mm -hmm. We're almost out of time, though, on Afternoon Delight. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back to unwrap the Kinder Surprise. Where has the time flown? Kinder... 
Time Max has just opened up the Kinder Surprise. The oddly shaped Kinder Surprise. <laughs> oddly shaped, you. Uh, it's been what will we call moulded by human hands in the heat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let you undo that. Uh, while you do, we've had a text in from Tech Six Four Five uh, that says, "Love how Salvador Dali designed the Chubba Chub logo. Surreal." So, as we said, yeah, he's known for his surreal paintings quite bizarre images at times um he was influenced by the impressionism of the time and the renaissance masters and pretty much carved his own path in very uh odd paintings so um his work um is quite famous as we said the melting clocks is probably the one that if you've ever seen it before is the one that you'll remember him by but uh, another one of his, he did a lot of self-portraits or put himself into some of his paintings in the most bizarre ways. Um, like he make uh, there's one that he painted it so that when you hold up a silver ball, like a, any silver sphere, you actually have to look at the silver sphere to be able to see the picture because it, the whole painting is stretched out and it comes together um, by looking through this sphere. <laughs> mm -hmm. cool. So, yeah, kind of the... one of those genius people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, Max, you've pulled apart the uh, Kinder Surprise there. What was inside? It's like a motorbike thing. Oh, okay, we had a little... What did we have last week? Was that a motorbike? No, um, it, was, it was a little push bike of some description. Dragon, number. Oh, that's right. The Yeah, the dragon racer thing. Yeah. There you go. We might put um, some Salvador Dali up on the uh, Afternoon Delight Facebook page as well for those who might like to have a squiz more. But, uh, yeah, he designed the Chubba Chub logo, and as we said, he was the one that suggested put it on the top of the packaging so that, uh, so that you'd be looking at the logo that no matter where it's displayed. <laughs> and don't hide it behind the counter. Yeah. Have it out on prominent display so that the kids can uh, beg their parents. Clever marketing indeed. Yeah. Do you know what? It's come to the end of the show yet again and we've run out of time for what's new. We've got these rotten zombie skittles <laughs> that have been sitting begging to be talked about for the last few weeks. We will get on to them, I promise, folks. Uh, but for now, that's it for another show. Stick around for unconventional ramblings on OCRFM. And we'll catch you next Sunday to do it all again. As always, if you want to get in contact, you can email lolly at ocrfm.org.au or head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. But uh, catch you next week. Bye. Yeah. See ya. It's always been when it's right, it's right. While waiting till the middle of a cold, dark night. When everything's a little clear in the light of day. 
is always gonna be there anyway Thinking of you's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Sky rockets in flight Afternoon delight 